Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus is unlike any other person. There literally is no one like him in all of creation. He is God, yet he is man. He is creator, and he is created. Today on Drawing Near, we will try to peer into this uniqueness. So let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2 and study Complete Through Sufferings. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you, we acknowledge our limited capabilities to understand all that Jesus truly is. I'm fairly certain that even in eternity, we will not comprehend all of the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. He is such a wonder that the angels bow down and worship him for who he is and what he has accomplished. Father, you have entrusted all authority into his hand. You have spoken, and he has created. You have sent, and he has come. He has humbled himself and become obedient, and yet he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, we know that he did this in part because of our need for salvation. But we also know, Father, that there's more at stake, that there's a bigger picture that he fits into. He is going to defeat all of sin. He's going to restore all things to the rightful place. He is your son whom you have entrusted all things, and he will return all things perfectly back into your care. Help us to begin to grasp some part of this. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin today by reading Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 10. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am and the children whom God has given me. In our last study, we talked about Jesus being made a little lower than the angels and suffering a death crowned with glory and honor, And he did this that he might taste death for everyone, paying for our sins. That leads into the passage we're looking at today. When it says, for it was fitting for him, God is telling us that what he did was appropriate. What he did was right. Now, we may assume those things to be true simply because everything God does is right. And that's what we believe and know. But the writer of Hebrews, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, is telling us that it makes sense, that in order to save us from our sins, Jesus had to become one of us. It was fitting for him, and then Jesus is described, for whom are all things and by whom are all things. We could have had this entire study simply about that phrase. It is for the Lord Jesus that all things exist. That's what it means, for whom are all things. Now you think about that for a second in connection with his sacrifice his humiliation on the cross, and his love for us to die as a sacrifice for us. All things are for him, are for Jesus. 
It's not talking about that all things are for God the Father. Certainly, that is true as well. But all things are for the Lord Jesus Christ. That emphasizes his deity. It emphasizes his preeminence over everything. Then it goes on and says, and by whom are all things? This is similar to the passage in Colossians. Everything is for Jesus, and everything is created by Jesus. We exist because of Jesus. And so the one who creates us, and the one for whom all things belong, including ourselves, this one died on the cross for us. And so it was fitting for him in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Think about this. Jesus is the captain of our salvation. He is the chief of our salvation. He makes our salvation possible. And it was fitting in order for Jesus to make our salvation possible that he be made perfect or complete through sufferings. Jesus wasn't made sinless through sufferings. Jesus wasn't made perfect in the sense we understand through sufferings. But in order for Jesus to be completely revealed, in order for Jesus to complete all things that he intended to do, to be complete, perfect, that's the idea of this word perfect, in order for him to be complete in all that he does in God's plan and for our salvation, he is made perfect through sufferings. It is through his sufferings that he completes all that God desires him to do. It is through his sufferings that he saves us from our sins. It is through his sufferings that he defeats Satan. It is through his sufferings that he's able to take the scroll from the right hand of the Father and open up the seven seals in Revelation. By going through his sufferings and coming out the other side as the resurrected Lord, he who is dead yet lives, he is complete, or he has completed all that he needs to do. Please don't take this to mean that Jesus lacked anything. He never lacked anything. But all that Jesus is, all that Jesus is to be, was not complete until he went through his sufferings, resurrected from the dead, ascended to the right hand of the majesty on high, and received everything God wanted him to receive in the full view of all the heavenly creatures and eventually all creation itself. His sufferings were necessary. Verse 11, for both he who sanctifies, that's the Lord Jesus, and those who are being sanctified, that's us, are all of one. We are all of the same thing, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. This gives us a little inkling into the fact that we are the brothers, the sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his brethren, and that we are joint heirs with Christ, that we will rule and reign with him that we will judge with him. That's the idea here. Jesus, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, is not ashamed to call us brethren. He is not ashamed to leave his throne in heaven, to humble himself, to come down to earth in the form of a human being, born of a virgin, and become our kindred, our brethren. Then verse 12 goes forward and tries to explain this from prophetic statements in the Old Testament. He is not ashamed to call us brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. He's telling the Father, I will declare your name to my brethren, meaning my kindred human beings. 
in the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. He's coming to earth. He came to earth and he praised God in the assembly. He announced God. He has made him known. We have never seen God, and yet Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, has declared him to us. Again, verse 13, I will put my trust in him. He's talking about becoming like us and putting his trust in God. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. All of these things are references to who Jesus is and what he has come to do. And all of these things he did because it was necessary to fulfill and complete the divine plan that the Godhead had. This was necessary. What an amazing thing. And I confess to you, I do not have a firm grasp of this. There's a lot here. I struggle with some phrases here. Calling us brethren? I mean, I understand the idea of it, but the magnitude of it? That the Lord Jesus Christ would call us brethren? That Jesus is made perfect through sufferings? By the way, in the middle of all of this, can I point out one phrase? In bringing many sons to glory. That's what Jesus died on the cross to do. To bring many people created by God in his image, who had sinned and fallen short. He came, he lived, he suffered, he resurrected in bringing many sons to glory. The captain of our salvation. What an amazing thing. Father in heaven, I long to understand this better. I struggle to wrap my feeble mind around these deep truths, and yet I know they're true, and I believe them with my whole heart. I want to understand them better so that I can believe them more perfectly. Father, give us more wisdom and understanding. Help us to study, to peer into these things, not under compulsion, but willingly and freely led by your Spirit. Father, help us to understand your great desire for our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.